Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It is another edition of Phillies Today. I'm your host, James Seltzer. It is Wednesday, September the 22nd. And we come off of Phillies victory. Walk-off. The 12th walk-off of the season at it's a lot. You know, if you had asked me uh, how many do they have, I would have said six or seven. It turns out it's 12. Um, I didn't realize that. Scott Fransky said that last night, heading into the uh, bottom of the ninth there, is the, or bottom of the tenth there, as the Phillies were trying to close it out, or trying to come back and win the game. Um, 12 walk-offs, that's pretty crazy. Your 77th win of the season. So, um, you know, when you look at it, that's, uh, you know, Pretty large percentage, over 10%, double-digit percentage of their wins are coming on walk-offs, which is pretty wild, and it has felt like an inordinate amount of walk-offs this season. So we get another last night. Unfortunately, you know, it is frustrating in the sense that the Braves win a few hours later. You know, you, you blow that first game. You're three back instead of two back. They're four back in the loss column with only 11 games left. It just, you know, it's hard to paint the picture right now, and obviously they're going to have to win out the rest of the week. They're going to have to sweep the Braves, you know, eventually when that time comes and all that type of stuff. But um, technically still in it. Um, They are three back with 11 to play, four back in the loss column as the Braves do win again last night. Unlike the Phillies, the Braves handling business out in Arizona. They've won two straight, so is what it is. Um, But look, it it was fun that they won last night, but it was also incredibly frustrating that it took until the Tenth inning of Game Two against the Baltimore Orioles for this team to get a lead against them. Think about that. The tenth inning of Game Two against the Orioles. So it took uh, over eighteen innings of baseball against the Baltimore Orioles for the Phillies to have a lead. They've still been outscored over the eighteen plus innings they've played. So that's awesome. Still been outscored by a run as the. Orioles went two nothing in the first game. Phillies won by one last night, three two. You know, it's uh, it's tough, man. It's tough to get geared up right now, mostly because I, I 
feel very confident they're not going to pull this off. Just pure math, you know. But on top of that, just again, you know, you're coming into the biggest week of the season. You know, your first real time, like feeling really in the certainly in the division race in a long time. And you know, you lose the first game to the Orioles, and then it takes you. 10 innings to beat him in the second one. This is 102 lost baseball. Now, excuse me, 103 lost baseball team. The worst in the sport. They are a horrendous baseball team with literally zero to play for. I guess you're trying not to be the worst team of all time, which you're not going to. They're not going to lose 120 games. So they're good. You know? I, I mean, I just... Such a... a, a Poor effort the last couple nights. And yes, they win it last night, obviously. And look, it was fun because they won it on a walk-off. But, you know, a very flawed baseball game from the Phillies. Obviously, it took them again until the 10th inning to win the game. Some weird decisions. Bryce Harper with two horrendous base running decisions. The worst being in the 8th inning. On third, one out. Ground ball to second base. And Matt Veerling pinch hit, ground ball. Harper just runs home. He got thrown out at second trying to stretch a single into a double earlier in the game, which, you know, we like to call that the Bryce Harper. And look, you know how I feel about Bryce Harper. MVP of baseball season has been amazing. But, but you know, rip when due. In this case, dude is a horrible base runner. Like, always caught trying to stretch a single into a double. I appreciate the aggressiveness, bro. It's okay to stop it first. It's okay. It's, it's cool. You could stop it first sometimes. But that, I mean, we know that about Bryce Harper. That's just... Maybe you just say, all right, I take the good with the bad with the, you know, aggressive base running of it all. But the the coming home on that play was just boneheaded. There's a ground ball. You're not running on contact. There's not two outs. Like, he just burst home. He was out by 10 feet. It was crazy. It's like, what are you doing, Bryce? Like, what's in your head right now? You're the MVP of the National League and you're doing this kind of stuff? Weird. It was a weird night for Bryce. Ultimately, he does score the winning run as he gets walked in extras. Uh, comes around to score on the JT walk-it-off triple. Um, so, you know, look, uh, all's well that ends well in this game, but but certainly something to, maybe a talking point for Joe Girardi uh, with Bryce Harper. Yeah, that's assuming that Girardi does anything. So, um, But it was weird. It was some weird base running from Harper. Uh, but again, look, they win the game. Let's dive into the game, then we'll... Kind of talk about what it means and, and, and look ahead and all that as the Phillies, again, do win it 3-2. to two. Another one where you're not feeling great the whole game is they go down in the fourth one nothing. They get it back in the sixth, an RBI double from Andrew McCutcheon. And then it's 1-1. And this was a dueling bullpen game, believe it or not. Uh, Adonis Medina, solid. Uh, got into some trouble, worked out of it. I don't I don't know if I would have left him in in the spot. You already did, but he did. He goes three and two-thirds, gives up one. Strikes out three, walks two, four hits. Then, shout out to the bullpen, because the bullpen comes in and, and does a really nice job. You know, they, they give up uh, Jose Alvarado an inning, a third clean. Archie Bradley, a clean inning. Hector Neris, two clean innings. And then Ian Kennedy, two innings, gives up one run unearned um, and ends up getting the W. Kennedy pitched pretty well. They get a, uh, uh, we get to the 10th, one-to-one, they get a run. And Austin A's double to left scores the run, of course, the run unearned because he is the... Ghost runner, uh, but he scores. We get to the bottom of the ninth. The Phillies, uh, you know, you're feeling a little really bummed at this point. You're like, wow, they're actually going to lose to the uh, Orioles on back-to-back nights. What a what a 
What a turn of events. Can you actually believe that that's going to happen? Luckily, they don't. As uh, Torres goes runner on second, uh, ground out by Herrera, O'Double to start off the inning, gets Torres to third. Segura strikes out swinging, so we're down to our final out. Runner on third, two outs. Of course they walk Bryce Harper. I mean, finally, someone walking Bryce Harper in the right spot. I don't know why you would ever throw that guy a pitch, but they walk him there, and, and to his credit, someone who has done... Next to nothing this season for the Phillies. Uh, you know, I know he had the one clutch hit that one time. Um, but JT has had a rough year from that perspective. But JT comes through here. Uh, rips one into the corner. RBI triple. Harper comes all the way around from first base to score. The play at the plate is too late. And the Phillies walk it off. A 3-2 to two win. A fun, exciting win in the midst of a disappointing two-game stretch. The, that one inning was exciting. Uh, offensively. Harper, JT, McCutcheon, and Galvis, all two hits, um, and then Oduba one, but that was it. So not a ton of offense, but just enough to get the job done. Harper, two for four with the run scored, had the walk. You know, again, could have could have scored more runs if he didn't play stupid baseball, but Harper sitting at 313 on the season as we head into the last 11 games of the season. He is Sitting there with an OPS of 1050 right now. Uh, Fernando Tatis is at a OPS of 986. So right now as we head into the last 11 games of the season, the Padres lose again last night. They are way out of it. Um, as you look at the wild card standings right now, and generally as the Phillies, are, we've talked about three back in the division. Um, they are also uh, four plus back in the um Wild card. The wild card's over. The uh, St. Louis Cardinals are never losing a baseball game again. For those wondering, they've won 10 straight games. They are now four and a half up on the Phillies, four up on the Reds, five up on the Padres. It's over. Wild card's over. Congratulations to the St. Louis Cardinals for making the playoffs. Um, but yeah, so the wild card's done. Four and a half back with 11 to play is literally too much. You know, you're, you're basically talking about the Cardinals having to lose... A, a team that's won 10 straight to go on a losing streak and you go on a winning streak, you know, I don't think that's going to happen. So it's really just the division, as, you know, we really expected. I know they got close in the wild card at times and even a couple days in there where they were slightly, you know, half game, a game close to the wild card in the division. But the whole time it's really felt like if they were going to make the playoffs, it would be a division thing. Um, but the Padres lose last night, meaning their record is is slightly worse than the Phillies as they are 76 and 74 on the season. The Phillies at 77 and 74 on the season. The Padres won't make the playoffs. I feel very confident in that. Uh, I also don't think the Phillies will, as we've talked about, but again, just in terms of the Harper versus Tatis thing, Tatis will not have the playoffs on his resume. Harper's, uh, again, leading at 1050 to 986 OPS. I mean, it's just, we've talked about it, but as far as I'm concerned, Bryce Harper should win the MVP. I, I don't think it's close. It will be. It, who knows? But to me, it's not that close. You know, outside of home runs and RBI, every single metric you want to look at, Harper's better. Obviously, Tatis has played shortstop and all that. You know, defensively, there are some differences. But um, he's just been such a better hitter. I mean, it's not even close. And I know Harper's made some dumb decisions on the bases, but uh, on the whole, what that guy's done this year. Again, 313, 429, 621 is just a special, special season. It really is. And again, you know you know how I feel about the shame of... of uh, Potentially wasting such a season. But, look, Phillies are three back, 11 to play, four in the loss column. They're going to need some help. So, you know, they're going to need 
some help as we know the Phillies schedule. They have one more against the Orioles. You know, obviously you have to win that one, but you know, hasn't been great. But then four against the Pirates starting tomorrow, a four game home stand against the Pirates before next week, off day Monday, then three in Atlanta and three in New York. Now, the Braves schedule. The Braves have two more in Arizona. Tonight at 940, tomorrow at 340. Obviously, they are handling Arizona. They won two nights ago, 11-4. They win last night, 6-1. to one. So, handling their business in Arizona, as a good team should. Then they go to San Diego for four. Uh, they have a three-game series, plus they have to make up a suspended game. That's where that extra game that the Braves have not played, the four in the loss column, three in the win column thing. Um, so, four in San Diego, we'll see what kind of fight. Maybe Tatis can... Uh, Help his MVP case and help the Phillies if that's possible. Then, of course, the Braves come home for three against the Phillies, three against the Mets at home. So it really will come down to that. And the Phillies technically will probably be in it for that Braves series, assuming they can, you know, I don't know, handle business right now like they're supposed to. Um, handling, you know, the freaking Orioles and Pirates. Luckily, Zach Wheeler on the hill tonight. Wheeler against Aiken. Talk about a pitching advantage. You feel pretty good about that one. But you never know with this Phillies team. And then four against the Pirates this weekend. So, um Again, you know, um, four back in the loss column with 11 to play. It's um, You can't make the losses up, as they say. You know, you can make the wins up. You always want to be back in the win column, not the loss column, um, because the Braves win, they win. There's nothing you can do about that, uh, especially when you're not playing them. So we'll see. Again, I highly just feel highly unlikely that the Phillies um, are able to kind of make this happen. Again, it would be such a such a surprise if they are able to make up this kind of ground this late, especially against a Braves team that you know keeps winning games, keeps winning games. And um, you know, again, look, I think on the whole, we're going to look at this as a season that is mostly disappointing because of the way it played out. Um, but it also could be the first season they're over five hundred in a while. Yay! Um, seriously though, like, you know, there'll be things that are good and, and most bad, but, uh, right now, according to baseball reference, they still give the Phillies a 14.2% chance of making the playoffs, 13% for the division, 1.2% for the wild card. Um, you know, it's not high. It's higher than I thought it would be. Honestly, I thought it'd be more like 10% total. Um, but you know, those three games against the Braves give them a chance, at least from a percentage standpoint, you know, if they sweep those games, that changes everything. It's just... I don't know how you could expect that to happen in Atlanta, no less. But um, regardless, you know, um, obviously you you you, you want to be in a better position heading into these last eleven games. But um, look, uh, I just I just don't see them getting there. But I, I hope they do. I'm obviously going to root for it. It's going to be fun. It'll be fun to see if Harper can you know finish out this MVP chase and 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 win that. Um, but, you know, it's going to be a fascinating offseason, as we've talked about. And, you know, I'm not there yet, but I'm kind of there yet. Um, but it's just hard to see the Phillies making the playoffs. And if they don't, you know, what's what's next? And, you know, obviously there's going to be a ton of roster decisions, as we've talked about. You know, obviously the the DD thing, what to do. I mean, sign for $14 million next year. McCutcheon's off the book. How do you replace that bat and lineup? Obviously, I'm assuming with a younger player. You know, who do you come up? How do you kind of? shape the team moving forward? Will John Middleton go over the luxury tax? All these factors, all these things, a big free agent class to attack. Are they going to spend? Are they going to add to this group? We've talked a lot about the potential ways this club can move forward. And I think the, you know, 
I think what they're going to do is, is as I've talked about, a double a barrel approach, which which is you know trying to win with this group now, trying to add on the fringes, add you know make the right moves at the back end of the rotation, replacing McCutcheon, you know Harper, Romuto, this core of guys, try and win next year with this group, while also putting a lot of resources and effort into rehabilitating and reforming the drafting and developing process that the Phillies have. And we've talked a lot about the Dabrowski firings. I mentioned yesterday, I want to get into this a bit, um, Jim Salisbury, a really good article on NBC Sports Philly about the potential of what could happen here. I'm going I'm to read a bit from the article we'll talk about, but uh, as I've said you know, multiple times on the show, I do think that you know, these hires by Dombrowski are the most important things that will happen this offseason for this Phillies franchise. You know, and and you know, that includes adding players to the roster and making big moves and all that. But like and Girardi, we'll see. I, I don't think there's any chance they fire Girardi, but it's it's I guess theoretically possible. I mean, Dabrowski didn't hire him, so from that perspective, you know, who knows? But these front office hires even more important, in my opinion, than any of that. Because as we've talked about so many times, the single number one, a number one most important thing for this franchise moving forward is the health of the drafting and developing, the, the improvement of drafting and developing, the health of the franchise is dependent upon it. So Salisbury, I'll read from the article and we'll go, go through some of it. Uh, he wrote, team officials are in the process of interviewing candidates to lead the department after a shakeup last month. That shakeup continued this week when minor league field coordinator Chris Truby was let go after three years in the position and 13 on player development staff. Some more movement there. Truby played in the majors with a number of teams. Previously, the club removed Brian Manetti. Assistant General Manager oversaw scouting and player development, and Josh Bonifay, the Director of Player Development. Um, so the team announced that Maniti will stay as a, a consultant through 2022, and Bonifay is now working on the team's professional scouting staff. But those are big changes right there. I mean, we're talking about the player development staff, major positions there. Uh, Salisbury goes on. He says, in announcing the changes in player development last month, President of Baseball Operations Dave Dombrowski said he thought there, quote-unquote, weren't enough people on the same page in the department. He said, we're going to hire someone to align the department for us. And I love that. Like we talked about, you know, you do need an organization to all be firing in the same direction. You know, one guy doing this, one guy doing that, one guy doing this, one girl doing that. Like that's not going to work. So I appreciate that. The article goes on. Dombrowski said the ideal candidate would be one who could balance traditional player development methods with contemporary approaches. Cool with that too, as we've talked about. Like you need the contemporary methods. Like every team in baseball that's successful uses it, uses it. But I, I'm, a, I'm a traditional guy, too. I do think there needs to be a blend. It's just got to be the right blend. Um, it goes on. Dombrowski and his staff have interviewed several in-house candidates for the job. The list includes Rob Segedin, the team's director of integrated baseball performance, Josh Lippman, coordinator of integrated baseball performance, and Dana Parks, the assistant director of player development. The only uh, known outside candidate is Del Matthews, who interviewed earlier this week. He's the director of baseball development. Major League Operations from the uh, former assistant director of player development scouting for the Chicago White Sox. He also played in the Brewers system and is the son of Gary Matthews. Sarge, how about it? Um, but, um, look, uh, a few thoughts on this. Del, I mean, that if you're in the, the White Sox staff, that's cool. They've done a really good job of, of drafting and developing guys, as we're seeing right now as they're on the way to the playoffs with Luis Robert and Aloy Jimenez. And, um, you know, granted, they've traded for guys too, but, you know, um, trading for, you know, made really smart trades with Giolito and all these guys. They've done a nice job building a roster, building a team, building a young group that can move forward together. So a lot of credit to them. Um, Jose Abreu, the the international science, they've done a great job. So I, I don't know enough about Dell. I'll look into it, but that's interesting. But I definitely want an, an outhouse. Out, <laughs> wrong phrase in there. I want an out-of-house candidate. <laughs> 
Whoops. Freudian slip. No, not really. Um, I want an out-of-house candidate. I want someone who is uh, coming in with a fresh perspective, coming in for me. Organization that does things the right way, and that's why the White Sox, cool. Get me someone from the Rays. Like, go to the Rays and say, all right, who can I get here who's good? Oh, you're all good. Okay, let me pick one up. Here, blank check, sir. What do you want? You want you want you want millions? Sure, millions. Whatever, no problem. Whatever it takes. That's what I would do. I would find the smartest guys, the best guys, and bring them in. This is not that hard. Like find the best, smartest people right now in the best organizations and bring them in. The Dodgers, the Rays. You look to these leaders, the thought leaders in baseball, and pluck from them. The Giants. How about that? What Farnsey's done? Take his number two guy. Like all these people, not number two, but player development guys. You know all that. And obviously, it's not that easy. You guys are in contracts. You can't just go and grab what you want and all that. But that's the direction I think they need to go. Uh, I think they need to bring someone in from a smart organization and let that guy do his thing. You know, I'm a big believer in whatever sport is, and really in business. Period. But but the idea of Hiring smart people and letting them do their thing. Don't micromanage. Don't force them to do your thing. Don't force them into a box. Like Hire people who are really good at what they do and let them run. Let them go. Put them in positions to be successful and let them be successful, and that will come back on you in a good way. So I want to see the Phillies do that. I want to see them find someone smart, some some people who are smart from organizations that are going to come in and, and institute new policies, new ways of doing things, new ways of looking at things, new perspectives, and ultimately get everyone firing to that point that Dabrowski said they need to align the organization. The organization needs to be working together, firing in the same direction, that drafting and developing need to work together. The scouting and, and draft and development guys need to work together. You know, we just need, we need everyone on the same page. Look, Dombrowski, for whatever, you know, flaws there are with him coming in, and I, and I mentioned some when it happened, like there are, you know, kind of a little older for the position, has been out of baseball for a couple of years, trying to get Nashville a team, you know, maybe not as locked in on where the league is, all that type of stuff. Um, and, of course, has been known to come in and kind of be a, a um, you know, put a team over the top rather than a build it from the bottom kind of guy, even though he has done both in his past. Um, but I think if nothing else, one thing you can absolutely say with, with surety shortedness about him is that Dave Dombrowski is someone who knows what a good organization looks like. That dude knows on a day-to-day basis how a good organization runs and how a bad organization runs. So him being the one who is going to implement the system that this organization is going to be running on and putting the people in positions to carry out that system and enforce and enact that system yeah, I feel really confident with him being the one doing that. Now, he has to hire the right people. That is paramount. It all comes down to that. We know that, and that's everything. You know, I love that they made these moves in the first place, that they're acknowledging and recognizing that there are changes that need to happen. But obviously, it only works if you hire the right people, right? If you need to bring the right people in. Obviously, it's just replacing bad with bad if it doesn't work. But I, I, I trust him to hire the right people. More importantly, I trust him to understand who the right people are. And to understand how to bring those people in, put them together, and make it a high-functioning organization. And man, wouldn't that be nice? Again, like twice in the history of the franchise have they been a high-functioning organization for more than like a couple years. You know? So it's a big one. It's a big off-season for Nebraska. And then that's not even talk about like we will get into before the end of the season. But, you know, all the the moves that need to be made. I mean, the Didi situation, you, you can't bring that guy back to play shortstop for $14 million a year. You can't do it. You can't do it. I mean, it is a non-starter, so I don't know. 
that alone is such a massive question mark. But then, of course, you know, McCutcheon coming off the books. How do you replace that? How do you beef up this lineup? How do you fix your hole at the back end of the rotation? And look, I'm happy that Kyle Gibson will be here next year. That part of the reason I like that trade. And by the way, Spencer Howard had a long great in Texas so far. And I was fine just getting rid of Spencer Howard out on that guy. Um, part of that trade is that Gibson's here for another year. And I like that. You know, you've got Wheeler, Nola, Gibson, Eflin, Ranger. I mean, that could be a rotation. I mean, if you could count on that, you could, like, spend your money elsewhere and, like, really load up in some spots. Um, but who knows? The Eflin six to eight months, I wouldn't count on Eflin being, like, ready to roll to start the season. So I think they're going to have to add another starter, and that's a spot. You can't do Chase Sanders and Matt Moore again, right? You need to, to nail those. Um, you need to, to help the bullpen out. You know, it's not quite good enough, especially with free agents. I mean, a lot of those guys are free agents. I mean, Archie is, Hector is. I mean, there's some big decisions that need to be made. There's money that needs to be spent. There's a lot to do with this roster, again, as we've seen this year, that they're not good enough, flat out. This roster as currently comprised, and yes, there have been disappointments, the Alec Bohms, the Didis, the Knowles who maybe could bounce back. I mean, you hope Bohm is better next year, all that type of stuff. You expect that. Um, there are guys who could bounce back. There are things that could change, but ultimately, the, the core of this roster, I mean, you get Reeves back, all that, the core of this roster wasn't good enough, especially considering how lucky you were with the division this year. Like, you can't count on the NL East letting an 80-plus win team win the division every year. Like, you have to assume that that it's going to go back to normal mostly. So, um, just a massive offseason. A massive, massive offseason for Dave Browski. And we'll get into that more as we get to next week and we see where the Phillies are for right now. Still in it, folks. As, as in it as you could be with uh, three out, with 11 to play, four in the loss column. So, we'll see. Uh, obviously, the re- every game left is massive. There's no massive game. Like, they need to win the rest of this week. As I said, they had to go 6-1 this week, in my opinion, coming in. They've already got the one. They're one and one. Five straight. Let's go, boys. We'll see what happens. Either way, you know we will be back to talk about it all tomorrow. So until then, thank you for listening to another edition of Phillies Today right here on the Phillies 24-7 Network. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 